0: You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Em. Your table is ready.
1: Live long and prosper. This is a captain. We have a little problem with our intersequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode.
0: I got a bad feeling about this.
1: Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is
2: this place? It's a freak show. Well, welcome to the Sci Fi Diner podcast. This is episode 210. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog.
3: And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin.
4: And I'm M. Sierra Garcia.
2: And we are happy to be back in the seat of the diner tonight. We. Have a very special show for you tonight. This is a show where we are rewinding Firefly.
3: Yay! I love Firefly.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know it remains as I watched it, getting ready for the show. The first four episodes—that's um, what we're talking about. We're talking about the episodes. Uh, it is Serenity, Train Job, Bushwhacked, and Shindig are the first four episodes, and this is the episodes the way they were meant to be aired. Let's just say mm-hmm. that um, and. I just love the writing of Firefly. Firefly, Firefly, if I can speak here, remains hands down just an excellent piece of television.
3: Right. I mean, the dialogue is just something special about it. I mean, um, Whedon is just a—he's just a genius. Um, it's just brilliant dialogue, and uh, we'll talk about the world and everything like that. But um, if if the world spoke like that, I think it would be, you know, more fun world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it'd be more interesting. That's, that's for sure.
5: Right.
4: <laughs> I mean, it, it all comes down to, to Joss Whedon's ability to tell a story and to build dialogue and to build characters and to build relationships between characters. I mean, I know that in the past I've railed against Buffy, the vampire slayer. And then last summer I sat down and watched all of it. And I really got to feel it it was, it was interesting to, to watch it and dollhouse after watching firefly and knowing what I know about firefly and to see how he progressed with dollhouse and how he started with, with Buffy. It was wonderful.
2: There's no doubt that the thing that makes for me really makes a Joss Whedon show, Joss Whedon show is the, uh, is the dialogue is the chemistry between the characters. And I think nothing's more evident of that than firefly. Uh, but I think you saw the same thing, like Avengers. That same sort of the, the thing that made Avengers so fun for me was the dialogue and the banter between the characters. He mm-hmm. he just has a way of he just has a way of painting that dynamic that just engages you and makes you want to jump in for the ride. What do you like? His laughing
4: name at? is Agent. When when Phil? His, no, his yeah. name is Agent. <laughs> yeah. The the when that popped up, I right there was the stamp of of Whedonism.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it, it so, was just—it's definitely good.
4: So. Well, where do you want to start, guys? Well, let's.
2: Uh, well, in general. So, uh, Firefly, right? Uh, what was it like, uh, Miles, for you to go back and uh, begin rewatching Firefly? I mean, I assume it's been a few years since you saw it last.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I may have popped a DVD once in a great while, but, um, mm-hmm. but it. it it was it was obviously nobody had to twist my arm to watch firefly um, <laughs>
2: you're like oh man Diner's reviewing Firefly oh. I guess I'll do it again <laughs> fine pull my toenails out and then uh,
3: <laughs> but uh, no I, I and and I didn't even have to dig out my DVDs I uh, Netflix uh, fortunately had them and so I, I started watching the first one and it's it, it, it we we didn't create this very interesting world. Um, it's futuristic, but it's also um, it, it. This really is a sci-fi western. I mean, some people have claimed to make a sci-fi western. Th- th- this this is a sci-fi western. In its truest sense. In mm. its, yeah. its truest sense, yeah. I mean, um, and you have these people on this ship. This ship is nothing to write home about. It's, you know. The technology it's I mean it is the future. There's some things that are futuristic, there's some things when you compare to other sci fi shows is, is less futuristic. Um, because the ships don't aren't travel faster and light, but they managed to terraform all these planets and moons and that they, they create this, this society. Um, the ship is nothing remarkable compared to what, what's out there, but the characters, they're all very colorful. Mm. All all of them are very interesting. Um I mean, we, we we talk just what makes each of these characters something special, yeah. and um, and how they interact and relate with each other, and they don't always get along. I mean, um, you, 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 you there there's there's always there's plenty of conflict even yeah. in this uh, this lovable but, but dysfunctional family. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. How about for you? What was it like going back to Firefly? I don't. When was the last time you'd watched Firefly prior to this?
4: Prior to this, probably like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Firefly is my go-to show when I need a moment of escapism and a a moment to decompress and be in awe. Um, It's right up there with West Wing for me, um, with uh, Aaron Sorkin and his writing and his ability to put together um, not just the words and the conversation and the banter and the relationships, but to pull together a cast that has the... The ability to build that family sense, that true like partnership of uh, the, that and trust that you have in a family, and uh, with with Whedon and with Firefly, you get that on the ship. I mean, they're all living on this tiny little space, and they have to get along, or they wouldn't be together. And Serenity, the very first episode, kind of lays it all out right there. It gives you a wonderful snippet into each person and into what you're getting into, but then there's so much more. And I feel like I'm, I'm I'm stepping into the middle of a story, which I love to do. And, and having that shared is not shared, but just the way Whedon and his writers and his helpers crafted it together was beautifully done. I love a good Western. I love a good sci-fi. And this brought together that futuristic pioneering that, that, I couldn't even have imagined it's – in retrospect, it makes complete and total sense that that's how it would be. We wouldn't just land and push a button and something would unfold and we would be living in tiny little cubes. If it was a viable planet, we would try – we'd be farming on it. We would try and bring livestock on it. We would try and make do on it as well as we can with what we have available because there's only so much you can bring with you. So it's it's really just – it's a wonderful escapism, and I could I can click on any episode. I don't even I, I have my favorites, but just any episode having it in the background or just watching it to escape is is just a delight. And and they always deliver. I'm never disappointed. Hmm.
2: I think for me coming back to uh, Firefly, I had not watched Firefly in some time. I think I uh, showed a segment of an episode I showed the beginning of our Mrs. Reynolds and uh, in, in one of my classes just to show um, the banter, the dialogue and teaching character or something like that. And uh, and so I'd watched that little clip, but that's it. I had watched Firefly in some time and, and it was like a breath of fresh air. I felt like this show, if you were to put it out now – doesn't really feel dated it felt it mm-hmm. felt like it's present um the dialogue came off just as sharp as, as ever especially in serenity and and i just i just loved it <laughs> i think I just, it's just
3: cool that you showed firefly in your classroom oh yeah well yeah
2: that too
4: well and you show them the one where the girl gave herself to mal to marry
2: well no it's but it's not that i don't get that far (laughs) i show the first minute and that's the minute they're on the covered wagon going through the river well that's a brilliant scene by itself it is
4: shame me in front of people
2: (laughs) how can you call me ugly (laughs) i married me a a darn ugly woman (laughs) married
4: me a powerful yeah (laughs) i the way adam baldwin (laughs) delivers that line is delicious he absolutely divine.
2: He shines. I, you know, he shines in... He's done other stuff. I liked him in Chuck. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in that pandemic show, the Michael Bay TV show that's coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like him. This is my favorite role I've ever seen Adam Bowen in.
3: Well, he's he's absolutely brilliant in this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, he, he's, uh, he's such a loose trigger, but sometimes when he he only gets maybe 50% of what you're saying and he only gets it maybe 3 seconds later. Yeah. So he's he's not the, you know, brightest bulb, but
4: um Jane wasn't hired for his smarts. No,
3: he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't hired for his smarts. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh but he, he but he does it so I mean he just Baldwin just does such a fantastic job of playing Jane. Yeah. Uh he he's very entertaining to watch. They all are, but uh yeah. Um
4: he was an angel too. Oh yes,
2: that's Whedon. right. Yeah, yeah. He was in the X Files too, mm-hmm. and he was in Independence Day. I mean, he's been in tons of stuff.
4: He's done a lot of uh, voice work too, like for a lot of different cartoons, which is kind of neat. Every once in a while, you can hear him on um, Justice League. Oh, yeah. I know I've heard him on oh, yeah. that a couple of times. Oh, yeah. he,
3: he did the animated uh, version of Superman is Dead. He was yeah, yeah. He, he was Clark Kent Superman in that. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: And I I just I have. A very vivid memory of going to the movie theater and seeing him in his very first movie, My Bodyguard, back in 1980.
2: Oh, wow. I remember yes.
4: the movie. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yammel.
2: Well, before we get in and talk about the particular episodes of, of we're going to do tonight, I do want to bring out a shout out. And this is a shout out to... Um, can't Stop the Serenity, a sci-fi charity event that mm-hmm. is planned for July 19th at Arlington Cemetery, uh, Cemetery. yeah, Arlington Cemetery C- in Arlington, Virginia. And uh, this is from Robert Burns. And he just said um, they go on sale. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, the tickets will be on sale. Yes. And you can actually go to their website, sci-fioutpost.net and order tickets and they would love to see see you there, and love for you to commit to giving to charity, and uh, and so it's it's very um, it's a very cool event. And he talked to you about this Emma, a little bit, right?
4: Yes. Funny enough, I'm actually pulling up the notes. Um, so he said that they are well, they invite us to come and to cover the event, which I can't wait to go. Are
2: you going to cover the event for us?
4: Yes, I oh, am. Oh, no, totally. awesome! Uh, they've got a lot of sponsors this year, and they're really lucky because they were able to sp- swing a special performance from the, uh, an ensemble from the Washington Metropolitan Gamer Symphony Orchestra. These guys are amazing. I saw them at MagFest. Okay. Um, they were gr- just great. And I'm opening up the wonderful little, he sent me a a PDF with the info, and I will, I'll ship that over to you guys. We can put it up on the website.
5: Yeah, and share I do, it I do on, have it
4: the facebook oh good yeah. put it up on the facebook page um i i can't wait i absolutely can't wait
2: yeah so they so they're going to show serenity and then doctor horrible sing along blog mm-hmm. and they're going to have some costume contests, there's raffles door prizes do- yep. sign auction but the best thing about this is that you are supporting an awesome charity so mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's awesome. So yeah,
3: it'd be a fun evening just watching Serenity. Hey, we
2: and on the big screen, right? On the big screen, yeah. You just can't you just can't beat it. Mm-hmm. So I did want to plug that before we got in too far into the, into the show here. So let's talk Serenity
5: mm-hmm.
2: and, and Let's just take so when you went back and watched Serenity, that episode mm-hmm. of Ser, the, the. Now let's back up. The air date for this was December twentieth, but. It should have been aired first. This was right. the original pilot. The Fox said, "Eh, hey, don't want this pilot. Let's do Train Job." And so Train Job ended up being the pilot that they eventually aired. But Serenity was the original pilot, and we are looking, at, we are watching these shows in the way they were meant to be watched. Uh, but um, tell us your thoughts on Serenity as you went back and watched it.
4: I, I remember seeing this for the first time because I didn't catch Serenity when it broadcast. I caught Serenity maybe two or three years later. And I was home, it was a Saturday, and this episode was on. And I didn't catch the very beginning. I caught Kaylee meeting um, Book.
5: You're going to come
0: with us. Excuse me? you like ships. You don't seem to be looking at the destinations. What you care about is the ships, and mine's the nicest.
6: She don't look like much.
0: Oh, well, she'll fool you. You were sailing a firefly?
6: Long before you were crawling. Not in 3, though. Didn't have the extenders. Tended to shake.
0: So, uh, how come you don't care where you're going?
6: Because how you get there is the worthier part.
0: Are you a missionary?
6: I guess. I'm a shepherd from the Southdown Abbey. Book. I'm called Book been out of the world for a spell like to walk in a while maybe bring the word to them as needed told
0: well i'm kaylee and this here's serenity and she's the smoothest ride from here to boros for anyone can pay can you pay or
6: well i got a little cash and uh grandpa i never married
4: and just her little banter her little her her just the way she talked about her ship was what kind of drew me in and so then i watched the whole thing and i thought this is the most amazing show in the world i went to the internet heard the whole story i was outraged i no longer watched fox because they were idiots <laughs> and i ordered the dvd set and sat down and and power watched all of it absolutely all of it but serenity is one of the most beautifully beautifully done uh, written pilots it's you get the history that you need just a little like a little soupçon and then it takes you right to where Present day in the show, and you go ahead and you start in the middle of the story, and you start with your characters, and you start getting these little moments with each one. You don't get this framed like this is this is Mel and this is Book and this is you get them. You start to see little parts of them as they interact, and it's it's just so sweetly done. You get to go on land. You get to see what the deal with um, them dealing with what the world is like now. And I always loved the concept that it was, uh, that in the future, the only two superpowers left are those who speak English and those who speak Mandarin Chinese. (laughs) So just all of that was woven into such a great, great pilot. I don't know who the more, and I'm going to say it because even if I, you know, if one day I'm working in television and I bump into this guy, I'm going to say, what were you thinking? Yeah. It just lays it out so perfectly. I can't imagine being introduced to this show any other way but then with that show first. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Miles. Not how that about... I have an opinion about it. <laughs> No, not That's at all. That's your problem. Not You're
3: not... just too on the fence, em. Yeah.
5: <sighs> <laughs> um,
3: we, what I l- liked also, exposition is sometimes hard to do and, and keep it interesting. But what I thought the first show really did well was... Uh, you, you got an idea of who these people are the world they live in um, in their exposition they did it in a way that was very conversational it was not boring at all it was it was actually very interesting um the opening scene i mean you have this this you know the battle of serenity the last, the last battle and you, you get an idea of who mal is and who uh who zoe is um
1: Did you see that great What's our status, son? Zoe. Hey, listen to me. Bendis, look at me. Listen. We're holding this valley no matter what. We're gonna die. We're not gonna die. We can't die, Bendis. And you know why? Because we are so very pretty. We are just too pretty for God to let us die, huh? Look at that chisel jock. huh? Come on, come on! Listen to me. Listen to that. Those are
3: angels. Blow the alliance to the hot place. You know they're they're they're, they're these. They, they they appear to be these fearless soldiers. they they you know maybe they're just battle hardened uh, veterans, but. Um, you know, in this in this foxhole, uh, duking it out with the Alliance, and you see where Mal was in his life um, at the battle, and then when he finds out that uh, his side surrendered, uh, he he you know he becomes a changed man at the end, um, and then f- flat flash you know flash forward, I guess it's five years later, on his ship, and you know we see, you know he's a man who is. Bit world weary, angry at the world, and uh, and so the way he, he copes with it is he tries to stay away from it as much as possible, and makes his living um, either through legal means or maybe not so legal, or illegal means. means, whatever it does to get a paycheck. You know, yeah. it, it, he 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 hates the alliance and everything everything they stand for, and he is going to stick it to the man, or at the very least. Um, Stay as far away from the man as possible, and um, live the way he wants to live. And yeah. um, like I said, I mean, the, the, the spaceship they're on. There's nothing remarkable on it. Doesn't even have. Any, it's not even armed. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's you know it's. But it it, it is a cool looking ship, it, but and and the characters are on are very colorful. Each of them has their own interesting stories and. Um, we, we we get. I think we get the, this episode. We definitely get introduced who these people are and where they're coming from.
2: We get a real good flavor for the camaraderie in the ship. We get the new. We get the original ship crew, and then we get you know. Simon and River and then the preacher or, Mm -hmm. you know, Shepard, they all come on board as kind of other people. And, uh, and it's, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's just, the chemistry is beautiful. The thing I love about this episode has to be the dialogue. This has to be the most quotable episode of Serenity ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just looking, I'm looking at the quotes now and it's just, I am to be as for a 45 minute episode, episode, you know, there's, Tons of it, from Wash, you know, playing with the dinosaurs, which you emulate in your office.
1: Everything looks good from here. Yes. Yes. This is a fertile land, and we will thrive. We will rule over all this land, and we will call it this land.
6: I think we should call it your grave. Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal! Ah, ah, ah. mine is an evil laugh. Now die!
5: Ah, ah.
6: Oh no, God! Ah. Oh dear God in heaven! Oh yes, I do.
4: As a matter of fact, have my. um, I happen to have dinosaurs on my desk, as should everyone. Right, after all, Um, and I, because you know, I always call this land this land.
2: Right, yeah. (laughs) I think we should call it your grave. Oh, curse your
4: son! Curse your inevitable. (laughs) But oh shoot, now I can't remember the line.
2: Evitable betrayal. Ha ha. Mine is an evil laugh. Now die. Oh God, no, dear God. Mine is
4: an evil
2: laugh. (laughs) Yeah, just great. Um, By the way, God
4: no. (laughs) And well, it, it it's it's also again it's the actor. It too. is. Like, that couldn't just be anybody who could deliver it. <laughs> yeah. And friggin... And Alan today is just... Yeah. Just precious. And on the DVD set, you get to see his um, audition with the dinosaurs.
3: Oh, oh that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's wonderful. It's really sweet.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, what other... There's just tons. Well, I mean, the first... After they collect... You know, they 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 salvage that stuff off that one ship and... Well, that whole the whole situation is the first time in science fiction where we don't hear the explosion. Right, right, right. right. There's
4: no sound in space. That's Thank right. Thank you, Joss Whedon. It's
3: like he he taught us all important lesson that there there is no sound in space. So we we have that, and these people don't have the best spaceship in the world. So they have they have to have their their their, their wits and their smarts to survive. Mm-hmm. And we see that they have. Um, they, they, they get found out, but they're able to evade the Alliance uh, ship. They, they send out a dummy, which puts out a distress signal. Right. They call it the crybaby, which I thought was- They seen.
2: are. When do they, uh, when do they end up picking up the other
3: passengers? It's after that, right? Right. They're they, they meeting with Badger, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Badger. I
2: love Badger. He's been in everything, that guy.
3: Mark, Mark Shep-
4: Shepard yep. is yeah. just amazing. He's just been in so many things, and he's he's one of those, like I, I like to call them the Whedon players. The that that cachet of of talent that he loves to tap whenever he can, and uh, I, I I love Mark Shepard. He was wonderful in BSG, and I you see him in so many things where he just and he was on, even on on Doctor Who he was delicious. But his character of Badger, you, he's the bad guy you love
5: oh, and yeah. you hate,
4: and oh, you yeah. love to hate and you hate to love.
5: Yeah.
4: He's, he's just he's another delicious character.
2: And he uh, has a fairly uh, reoccurring role in, in Fireflies. So that was kind of cool. Well, we at least got to see him in one more episode. Yeah, at least one more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize this, and this is uh, the trivia, that uh, Josh Whedon was planning on a seven-season arc for
3: Firefly. Yeah. Breaks my
2: heart. Yeah, uh, it breaks my heart that he that didn't get to fulfill it.
3: But Just a miscarriage of justice at this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
2: absolutely. Well, you know, it's right. They get, they get pounded again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of them going to deliver the goods to patients and he's been shot at. And just that whole dialogue, you know, I think he's aiming to shoot at me again, you know.
1: Being hailed, that'd be Patience. We're close enough for Vid, put her up.
6: Malcolm Reynolds? Well, Patience? I have to say, I didn't
1: look to be hearing from you anytime soon. Well, we may not have parted on the best of terms. Realize certain words were exchanged. Also, certain bullets. But that's air through the engine. It's past. We're business people. Besides, your days of fighting over salvage rights are long behind you, but I hear, what, are you mayor now? Just
6: about. You tell the truth about that cargo? Because your asking price has bit too reasonable for that much treasure.
1: It's imprinted, Alliance, hence the discount. Oh, government goods, huh? That doesn't work for you, no harm. Just thought the you could choose. don't scare me.
6: Just collating data, as they say. I like that you're up front about it. We can deal. I'll upload coordinates for a rendezvous point outside of town.
1: See you in the world. I believe that woman's planning to shoot me again. She meant to pay you. She'd have haggled you down some. Just a little effort to hide it would have been.
3: Well, yeah. I, I thought it was <laughs> funny before when there, when he's talking to her. He goes, look, I know there's some misunderstanding. Some words exchanged. Some bullets exchanged. You know, <laughs> I mean.
4: <laughs> Even when he brings it up to wash. Didn't she shoot you once? Why has everybody got a fuss?
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was... That was good. I mean, and just,
4: again, I'm sorry. Oh, no, just you get a real sense of you were talking about Mal and his his discontent with what's happened and how he's trying to survive in the best way that he can. But he's got that little he's not really a Robin Hood, you know, as we learn in the train job. Like he's he's out there. to. He needs to keep take care of his and his own. Right. You know, he's out there to, to, to eke out a life for himself. But he's certainly not gonna do it you know, taking from people who really need what they need.
3: He has his own so, honor code.
4: Right. It, and it's it's a special one. Yeah. And uh especially with the with the guy from the Alliance where he just kind of shot him, picked him up, threw him out and all right, let's go. Yeah.
3: That was very it, abrupt.
4: It was abrupt. But that was that was my introduction to Joss Whedon, hmm. and I, I I finished the episode and was just in love with it.
2: I love that. In fact, I love the whole escape the, the whole escape scene because don't they pass a reaver ship at one point? Right. That, well, yeah. Yes. And then they're being chased, and they do that little. What do they call this crazy Ivan?
5: Crazy
1: Ivan. Oh man, one of my favorite moments. Can't keep this up. They get a beat. They're gonna lock us down. Kaylee, how we doing? I need a little push
0: here. You want me to go for full burn?
1: Not just yet, but set it
0: up. You know where the press regulator is? Head in the class. <coughs> We're ready for full burn on mark. Full burn in Atmo? That will cause a blowback, burn us out?
1: Even if it doesn't, they can push just as hard. Keep right on us. Wash? You got to give me an Ivan. See what I can do. Kaylee, how would you feel about pulling a crazy Ivan?
5: Always wanted to try one.
0: Jane, open the port jet control, cut the hydraulics.
6: What the hell is-
5: Look, look,
0: look where I'm pointing.
5: Okay, now it's real simple.
1: Everybody, hold on to something. There's something you can't do.
4: we get deeper into it so when they discover you know what simon's all about and then they find river and that when when the when mal kicks open the box and he looks down and then he looks at at simon and he looks down and his only response is huh
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it was it was it was exactly my response it's like what when when you looked inside the box i said the same. i was like oh huh but how different how special yeah. what what the hell what is this? (laughs) And that breakdown right there. And then when poor Kaylee gets shot and well, actually that was, that was Kaylee gets shot before the whole river, Tam, but that was a nice plot twist that I wasn't expecting. That was something incredible. Again, the, the, the sense of family and the sense of taking care of yourself and, and your own is right there just between river and Simon. And I think that is what keeps what, what, is what drives Mal to keep them on the ship because he's, he would do that for his people. He would do it begrudgingly or he'd complain about it, but that's that's the relationship he has with his own people. And so perhaps, why would he cast them out?
2: And perhaps nothing illustrates that more than his relationship with Inara, which of course develops over the uh, short season that we do have, but he makes it very clear that he doesn't like the profession, but but he is all over protecting her.
4: He's, in her I think honor, his relationship with her is very protective. He's got his walls up. He definitely cares about her. He she's she's a match for him. She truly can best him. Oh yeah. In words in intellect, in intrigue, in crime. In,
3: you know, um, she fencing?
4: as you she's she's got it figured out, and yeah. she is she is a perfect foil and match for him. They fit together like a puzzle, but he can't. He can't get that close, Be- not just because of re- her profession, because he's the captain and he's got he's got to take care of these people. And mm. he can't let people get close right now. There's just there's it's you barely hear about his past, barely ever hear about his past. Yeah,
2: it's um, it very it's something that's way underdeveloped.
4: Yeah. Well, so. I don't know if it was underdeveloped or if it was pointedly. Uh, portrayed that way well it,
2: I, it, I agree with you I think that I think that it was underdeveloped in that they didn't have time because there's what you know 13 episodes 14 episodes instead of having 7 seasons to put develop any backstory I did. I was just thinking I like the old the end scene doesn't it end with him saying you know so how much did he offer to sell you out for you know you were talking to Jane there at the end
5: right the girl's problem
1: all men said they keep looking for something about her Rain being all special, important to the Alliance, brass. The sooner we dump that tooth, better. I suppose so. If any other lawman got out of his room, you haven't tied him up so well at all. I didn't have nothing to do with that. Anyhow, it all turned out just fine. Buzzard's the only one I'm going to find, yeah. But he did try to make a deal with you, right? I got me to turn on me, Jane. But it wasn't good enough. That's what happens when it is? Well, that'll be an interesting day.
2: Um, just, but again, it's a dialogue that's just making this so snappy, and it's the way it's written. It's it's the characterization, and uh, it's what carries this. It's what carries serenity for me. Is there anything in particular about Serenity that we need to talk about? I know that we. I feel like I feel like we could spend an entire episode on this.
4: I, I'm sure we can. <laughs> well, there are people who devote whole like. But they, they, there's a there. I'm sure that there's if there is anything more fierce and more virulent and more visceral than a Firefly fan, I, I, I'm hard pressed to find it. Yeah. They are there and when Ron Glass was at um uh AwesomeCon this year it was he he said you know i i have i've gotten to know you people i've gotten to understand you people and i have to tell you you are all crazy
5: <laughs> oh, and yeah. i
4: love you for that because your passion is so s- wonderful and palpable and just he was he was great to listen to when he was talking about um being part of the show but it's true there's just we could talk about this for hours and there are people who have talked about this episode for hours and there will be even more people who talk about just this episode for hours
2: I'm sure that we're missing some of your favorite moments so listeners if you have favorite moments about Serenity that we didn't touch on or mention please let us know you can call us at 1-888-508-4343. one 888 And uh, we would love to hear from you. Let's move on to the next episode just because we have a time schedule that we do need to hear to. And our next one is called the train job that originally aired in September. It was the original pilot for firefly miles. Do you want to go first to this one? Tell us what you think of this, um, of, of train job?
3: Well, watching it on Netflix. And I talked to you about this earlier that, What's not on the DVDs is you have this introduction, and this one is by Ron Glass talking about the world that Firefly is in. So you have this introduction by him, and it shows film clips of everything. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And when this was going to be the I, – I, when I watched this years ago, I watched it listening to the commentary afterwards, and somehow we didn't had to find a way to – this was going to be the pilot, make this – informed the viewer of, 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 the world it was in. So they had that, that, that challenge to do, but, but you, you definitely, um, they definitely pulled it off though. Cause I mean, you get to see what, uh, what, what Mal and his, his crew are about, right? Um, uh, robbing this train and, um, then returning what they took. But, uh, we, we get, um, an, another interesting character, which we'll see again is, is, is Niska. I mean, yeah, Niska. uh, man, scary, scary, bad guy, yeah, creepy, very creepy, yeah, um, you know, just we we see where Mal's limits are first. he's thinking he's just getting a job, but um niska is basically in in, in his own poetic, clever way of sh- talking about you know your reputation, my reputation, and he shows, well, this is what my reputation is about, and they open the back door, and there's this guy hanging by his legs, and obviously been tortured and Somehow, um, and it's his nephew, and he upset him somehow. And just saying, you know, if you know, basically, he's my he,
4: wife's—he's my wife's nephew. You know, it makes for a difficult dinner conversation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, <laughs> just just, just that, that clever dialogue that that, that Whedon puts yeah. out there. But just saying, you know, you guys screw up, you guys screw me over. See this? That'll that that's you. Yeah,
2: um, it is. It just this episode. And you're right, The for some reason, Netflix, and I don't know if you noticed this, Emma, as well, but Netflix does this little introduction to the show, like assuming that you've never seen this show before.
6: found a new solar system, and hundreds of new Earths were terraformed and colonized. The central planets formed the Alliance and decided all the planets had to join under their rule. There was some disagreement on that point. After the war, many of the independents who had fought and lost drifted to the edges of the system, far from Alliance control. Out here, people struggle to get by with the most basic technologies. A ship would bring you work, a gun would help you keep it. A captain's goal was simple find a crew, find a job, keep flying. And
2: that was not a part of the DVDs nor part of the original episodes, they
4: kind of add that in. That was Fox who put that in.
2: Fox, but and it makes sense if Fox put it in because Fox just totally idiots. flubbed it up.
3: And, uh, listeners, if you haven't figured it out, that, we are gonna take as much time as we can to dog Fox. This
2: is this is not really an episode. This is about Serenity or Firefly. It's really about no,
5: it's Fox, exactly.
2: what were you thinking? <laughs> what, what the what? frack,
5: Fox. Yeah, is, what the does the Fox say? Show.
2: We know what the Fox says. Yeah. But no, <laughs> WTF.
4: What's the yeah.
2: Fox. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I love the way this this is probably one of my. I'm going to say this because I just love the way Joss Whedon opened this episode. So they're in a bar on Alliance Day. Oh, right? that was a brilliant oh, really opening, oh, yeah. and they're playing Chinese checkers, and and uh, and Jane's, uh, you know, Mal jumps for the marbles, and Zoe says it's a bold move, and then then Zoe jumps six of his marble <laughs> marbles, and there's that just beautiful conversation, and of course. They always find themselves at a bar on lion's day, surprisingly, and they always seem to get into fights and the fight is fun. <laughs> and you think, oh great, they're here at the edge. What's going to happen? And lo and behold, watch comes up. To- yep, watch Serenity comes up and it's a beautiful scene. You see Serenity rising out of the distance.
1: show that to my face. I said, you're a coward and a piss pot. Now, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I just want you to face me so she could get behind you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Drugs are so cute. Oh, good sugar, quite a lot of Jane?
6: Hey, I
1: didn't fight no war.
6: Best of luck, though.
1: Right. Let's do this. Ah, oh, oh, oh. That's just an acre, you fellas, isn't there? This is why we lost, you know. Superior numbers. Thanks for the reenactment, sir. Hey, hey that may kosherize rules. I'm thinking somebody needs to put you down, dog. What do you think? I'm thinking we'll rise again. Go back inside, or we
6: will blow a new crater in this little moon.
1: Damn, yokels can't even tell a transport ship ain't got no guns on it. (laughs) Blow a new crater in this moon. I mean, beautiful, beautiful you, you
2: gotta energy. understand one of the things about making this episode the pilot that maybe was nice is that you had that is the first review that you get a serenity rising out of that and it's kind of imposing oh definitely and um, and even Wash. though yeah, and I, <laughs> I just love it.
4: every man there, go back inside or we will blow a new crater in this little moon.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jane's response, don't need a
3: freighter when they see one. Doesn't <laughs> like carry guns. I can't even tell
4: go, transporting, got no guns. <laughs>
3: oh. well, I love just before that where, you know, Mal is trying to solicit Jane's help and Jane's like, hey, I didn't fight in any war. I mean, yeah. so we know this, this informs us that Jane he's not always on board with uh everybody he,
2: he's out jane it's funny because Jane in a lot of ways is out for himself. I mean we didn't mention this in serenity, but in serenity, at one part he has yanked a guy that's working for patients off the ridge and is peering through a scope at mal right uh very intensely' considering <laughs> mal he's he not a
4: little too but he does
2: <laughs> yeah he he i mean he is out for himself but not 100%. There's there's just a little bit. There's enough to keep him there that makes him a part of the crew, that makes him family, that makes him
3: it's a dysfunctional relationship <laughs> he has with the rest of the crew.
2: Yeah, it is, definitely. But anyways, I love that scene. Opening scene mm-hmm. by far one of my favorite points in this episode. Uh and, um, how about you?
4: So for the train job, I, I, I love the actor who plays Niska. Um, he he does some delicious work. I mean, he really he I, I've seen him in a couple other things. Michael Fairman. Absolutely lovely. So just the introduction of a Niska. We had Badger, who is can be pliable, you know, if you need to maneuver around and you can he's kind of a dastardly little fellow who's but Niska is Just very like, look, this is who I am. This is my business. If you F with me, uh, you're done. And the introduction of this character, because we get to see him further on, it, it sets him up to be incredibly frightful. And to see Mal's reaction to dealing with him was very much that way, too. And then being on the train and handling the train job. Again, we got a little bit deeper into the characters. It, it was certainly the best. The it should it should have been, and I'm glad on the DVDs that it was a second episode. Um, just little moments. There's a moment where uh, Kaylee's in the um, in the bay, and Simon walks up and said, "Well, what's going on?" And she said, "Oh, crime!" With this <laughs> big, beautiful grin on her face, we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then he's we're gonna lower, and then it'll be great, and then you know. Capitol come home and we'll be off. In in that really chipper kind of we're about to commit crime. And the way that the team, the family, gets together when Zoe and Mal are in trouble, you know, and Adam Baldwin and, and Adam Baldwin <laughs> <laughs> and Shane is yeah, you know, well, no, we're going to leave him behind and we're going to go deliver this stuff and we'll come back. You know what the chain of command
2: him. is? It's the chain I it go is. and get and beat you with so you understand who's running command here.
4: Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you don't all have to get squiggly at me. And, what, and then when he finally just kind of keels over, what just happened? And Simon's like, well, I wasn't really comfortable with him being in command. I hope you don't mind. What's
5: going
1: on? Strap in. We're taking off. We're not. Captain, do the same for you. One of us. We're
0: not in a million years. Shut it.
1: Listen to me. You know what the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in rotten command here. And we're finishing this deal. And then maybe, maybe we'll come back for those morons. Got themselves caught. You can't change that by getting all bendy. All what? Got the, the light
6: from the console to keep you, lift you up. Oh, they shine like...
1: Little angels. <laughs> did he just go crazy and fall asleep? I told him to sit down.
4: You doped him.
1: It was supposed to kick in a good deal sooner. I, I just didn't feel comfortable with him in charge. I hope, hope that's all right.
4: I don't think anybody did. But they all came together. They had a plan. They, they did what they needed to protect their family. And even Shepherd Book, he wasn't, a, he was, he, he, he wanted to protect them, but I don't, and we'll learn later on that he has no problem with a little bit of crime if it's going to be for a good reason. Right. And then they bring uh, the medical supplies up to the ship and they get, they've got the medical supplies and they bring Mal up and, and save Zoe. And the, the best part was at the very end and the, Niska's guys had come and they beat them up and Niska's guy's on his knees with his arms behind him and Mal goes, Look, we don't want this money. We want you to take this we're gonna give you your money back and you give it back to Niska and he's giving him the you know what they want to do. So the guy stands up, he's like he gives him well, you know, I work I am so and so and the next time we meet you won't be as lucky. And Mal just kinda goes, Ugh, kicks him and he gets sucked into the ship's engine. And then he just makes a face like, great. And you, I expect the moment to be, well, now what are we going to do? But here comes Zoe with another dude. And he starts again. Now, look, we want you to, and the guy's like, look, hey, that's fine. Best for both of us. I totally understand. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
5: that,
4: that, just that weaving of the story was so lovely. I mean, it, it's not perfection, but it really is just, it's very human. And I, I, I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else we should say about this episode before we move on?
3: Just some of my favorite dialogue um, when Mal and, and, and Zoe are in the train and they see the Alliance soldiers in there. And, you know, she uh, she expressing, rightfully so, the concern. And, and Mal's like just totally blowing it off. And she goes, um, Well, can I have your share then? And he goes, No. If you die can I have your share? Yes.
4: Yeah. Oh, that was really sweet. <laughs> oh
3: my. And um, there's Okay there's,
4: Oh I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Um when 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 they sedate well when when um Jane is going on um saying we're not gonna you know, we're gonna take off and then all of a sudden he starts seeing pretty lights and angels and right. his <laughs> his transition yeah. from being all badass to, you know, um, you know, I can hear birds singing and whatever, and then he falls down and he, with a smile oh. on his face. Um, oh, yeah. Brilliantly acted by uh, Baldwin there. Yeah.
2: I like the Inara dialogue with Mal. Um, so what did I say about you barging into my shuttle? Mal, that was manly and impulsive? Inara, yes, precisely. Only the exact phrase I used was don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Such, and we get to see Inara shine in this episode. We get a little more Zoe shining. And Zoe, I mean hello nurse just yeah. she's just she is a definition of a badass oh she and is she's absolutely a figure of 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 amazonian goddessness oh yeah and I, and uh, yes i'm i might be using big words for her that they're just too i i i can't love her and i can't love that character enough
2: yeah absolutely well, let's move on to the uh, what was the third episode in the um, in the series, but also, the I guess, the second one that was aired. And this was Bushwhacked. And this mm. is the Time of Day Encounter Reavers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes,
4: we get introduced to Reavers. We
2: and we're introduced to them in Serenity kind of as a bypass. We don't know much about them. We're given a mm-hmm. little bit of exposition from Zoe, who's talking to Shepard are Simon, I think, talking Good to assignment. Simon and yeah. establishing, the yeah, Reavers are real. And then they encounter it in this episode. And so this will be... And actually, as far as it goes, for audience who are watching it as it aired, this was their real first encounter with Reavers. And boy, did we get an encounter with Reavers. A lot of blood in this one.
3: We get to see somebody transform into one.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: There was
4: a lot of blood, but the way that they told the story... You didn't get the reavers until much later into the yeah. into the episode. It was really mm-hmm. the, you know, the the third act of the show. You got you got a lot more a lot more a lot more exposition on on the characters. You got to know a little bit more about Simon and how devious um, how he's not devious he is, but how devious Jane is. Jane was kind of a jerk about things. Um, a little bit more about Shepherd Book, and you get another another what I like to call like the, when all the Scoobies get together and they have the moment to discuss what to do after they found all the bodies, they're there to make money, but they're, they're going to that moment when book asks, tells uh, asks Mal that he would like to go over there and, and say, and say his words. Mal doesn't want it to happen, but he knows in his soul that it's a good thing to do, that it's the right thing to do. And he lets it happen. It's
5: good karma. Good
6: karma. It is good karma. I'd like to go with him. Maybe see what I can do about putting those folks to rest. Those folks already resting pretty good, Shepard. We were sort of that. How we treat our dead is part of what makes us different than those did the slaughtering.
1: All right. You go say your words. Jane, you'll help the doctor and Shepard Book cut down those people, then you'll load up the cargo. I don't believe this. We're sitting. Put. For a funeral? Yes, Jane. That is exactly what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna have these people looking over my shoulder once we're gone. I ain't saying there's any peace to be had, but on the off chance there is, those folks deserve a little of it.
4: And then the alliance part oh. just Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's out great. of nowhere and the yeah. the My favorite part of the whole show is when they're getting interrogated. (laughs) Yes. They're going, they're talking to Zoe and, well, you know, why don't you tell us more about your husband? Because it's none of your business. Why did you marry him? And then they switch right to wash. Oh, the legs.
2: legs. (laughs) legs. And and then the area at the back, right between the legs. Yeah, that. And the part (laughs) that's
4: right there that connects the legs to the rest of her. Pretty, you know, (laughs) I mean, come on. And do you love him? I don't see how that's relevant.
1: Well, he is your husband. Yes. You two met through Captain Reynolds.
0: Captain was looking for a pilot. I found a husband. Seemed to work out.
1: You fought with Captain Reynolds in the war?
0: Fought with a lot of people in the war.
1: And your husband? I fight with him sometimes, too. Is there any particular reason you don't wish to discuss your marriage?
0: Don't see that it's any of your business is all. We're very private people.
1: The legs. Oh, yeah, I definitely have to say it was her legs. You can put that down. Her legs and right where her legs meet her back. That actually, that whole area. That and, and above it.
0: Six gerslers crammed right under every cooling drive so that you strain your primary artery function and you end up having to recycle secondary exhaust through a bypass system, just so you don't end up pumping it through the main Atmo feed and asphyxiating the entire crew. Now that's junk.
6: Have you seen what she wears? Forget about it. Have you ever been with a warrior woman?
4: And then it goes right into, um, and then Kaylee talking about the ship using all of her vernacular and uh, that moment of, of, of when they're all getting, um, when they're all getting questioned, that's, it's a, the perfect snapshot. I love watching that over and over again.
2: Yeah. That is, that is some great, that's a great, uh, great film and great, uh, that's a great, just a great scene. Um, did you know that the, the derelict ship is recycled from Power Rangers?
3: I didn't know that. Yeah, That's, it, was a, oh it, was a, it was a
2: set from Rangers And that the outfits of the uh, the Alliance—they are Starship Trooper uniforms.
4: Yes, they are. They are. They got them cheap.
3: <laughs> yep, yeah, they did.
4: They got them super cheap, and they just reworked them a little. And it's the Starship Trooper.
3: <laughs> I knew they used them for train job. I didn't. Know, I didn't know they also used them for bushwhacked.
2: Well, maybe they. Well, yeah, I guess. But I, well, because uh,
4: they're Alliance, they're all in Alliance uniforms.
2: Yeah, but maybe, and maybe it is just the ones for there. But I assume they used them. consistent
3: Mm -hmm. but but, uh they probably got on special
2: (laughs) yeah well they did got them on the cheap
3: Mm -hmm. but i'm not surprised uh, by that
2: (laughs) not at all not at all Uh, i love where they hide river and simon
3: oh that's great Mm -hmm. yeah outside and i love her you know demeanor during the whole time she is smiling like a a child at at a candy store
2: yeah
4: when they get out, does when they get back in the ship, doesn't she say, "Can we do that again?"
2: Yeah, she she does, <laughs> she does, and uh, she uh, knows the threat of the uh, of the reavers in there. She's able to sense them.
4: That's is- that's when we get a little bit more about who River is and what she is and what she can do. Yeah, I think we start to get it. He, she's she's frozen in the first episode. She's kind of coming out of it in the second episode. But the third episode, you really get to see why River is so special, why the Alliance wants her, and why River – why Simon needs to protect her.
5: Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Again, this shows us just a little bit of – we're getting a little bit more development of the Alliance relationship with Mm -hmm. the world – um is do we see um we don't see the hands of blue in this one that comes in the next episode maybe
3: yeah we see that in um
5: no uh, the hands
4: of blue we do see and i want to say actually it was um i remember because i I watched them all today at work yeah um (laughs) Because I didn't get to finish watching Shindig, so I know it's not the end of Shindig. I think it's at the end of this one. I think it's at the end of Bushwhacked.
2: Yes, and I forget then who are the ta- who are they talking to. Oh man,
4: oh, some I think alliance it's, guy some were there. Allies, yeah. They said something like, "We're not out here to find band aids. We're here for the girl."
3: Yeah. Well, oh, that was that was that was train job. Yeah, yeah. Was
4: it a train job. Okay, because
3: right. that's because you know they they stole those medical supplies and so. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. So I have no idea if
5: they succeeded. by two hands of blue. Two by two hands of
6: blue. Sorry to keep you waiting. There's always one crisis. We're not sir. interested. We're here about a theft. A the medicine on that
2: planet. Word came up that was returned.
6: We didn't fly 86 million miles to track down a box of band-aids, Colonel. We're looking for a girl. This girl.
2: There again, again when you look at this, there are so many quotes that are pulled from this uh episode that just are are wild. I, I, I love the. We mentioned a quote between uh, Zoe and Commander Harkin, but I love the first four lines of the quote where he says, "You fought with Captain Reynolds in the war," and Zoe says, "Fought with a lot of people in the war," and your <laughs> husband fight with them too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just some real good. And then when they call uh, when they call Serenity a junker and 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 Jules' uh, <gasps> oh. response.
4: Kaylee's pissed <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah Kaylee is this, you know Chunker settle down Kaylee but Captain you heard that purple belly called Serenity shut and up
4: she, and she does it like she's real sad Captain, do you hear what that purple belly called Serenity yeah. she's she's gutted by Chunker you you just cut her to the quick by you don't you don't you don't that's her baby you don't knock yeah. Not Serenity. No,
3: you
2: don't. You know, we do get a quote in here that I think we don't ever see play out until we get to Serenity, the movie, and that's a conversation the books having with Jane and Mao.
6: Reavers ain't men. Of course they are. Too long removed from civilization, perhaps, but men. And I believe there's a power greater than men, a power that heals.
1: Reavers might take issue with that philosophy. If they had a philosophy and they weren't too busy gnawing on your insides. Jane's right. Reavers ain't men.
2: Um, we really get the idea of Reavers being from Earth when we hit the episode of Serenity, the movie Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really don't get that developed throughout the series. But it is kind of a little, an idea of maybe where Joss was heated, headed.
4: I, I think that was part of the story the whole time. And yeah. then, if you guys haven't seen *Serenity* the movie, well, it's been long enough.
2: Matt, we're spoiling it.
4: <laughs> There's that's a whole show in itself. It is the development indeed. of how *Serenity* came to be, and that's a, that's a beautiful that's that's crowdsourcing at its finest.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
4: And crowdfunding.
3: Yeah.
2: Anything else about this episode?
3: I think that the exchange between Mal and the Commander during their interrogation. I mean. It's another brilliant way of exposition of, you know we talk about just, just what little we know about Mal was that he was a sergeant and he fought with the Brown Coats and he's the, the the commander is like saying, you know, it's something to the fact that you know your ship is named Serenity, it's a last battle, uh and they lost. It's which it just seems odd. Name, naming your ship after the, the losing side and Mal says something to the fact it may have been the losing side. I'm not convinced it was the wrong side. That was a great quote. Yeah, great quote. No. really
4: great the um, uh, i'm forgetting his name the guy who played commander harkin oh duh so thank you imdb doug savant you have seen him in a bunch of things again another part of another person who has been in the cadre of the cachet of players of, of whedon players and it it, it 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 all of it comes together so beautifully and the cast just even for just that one episode, he's. In, it's you forget that you're watching a TV show. You feel like you're part of it. Yeah. At least I do. I love getting lost in it.
3: Yeah. Well, I think we have, all of us here do. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, well, let's move on to Shindig, and this will be the final episode that we are talking about tonight. Um, so Shindig, uh, this is a... A fun little uh, romp down uh, civility and being a gentleman and what it means to be a gentleman, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Miles, you want to start this one out?
3: Um, well, this is where I get to see Badger again.
2: Oh, yeah, Badger, and, of course.
3: And um, it's, it's, it's interesting how Badger compels Mal to do a job for him. Um, and you I mean, he yeah he's a bad guy but he's not he's not he's not niska's level i mean he's not you know he's he's just a he's just another working stiff you know just try, trying to make a living even right but you know he, he needs somebody to smuggle smuggle something for him and um he gets mal to do it for him
2: and mal and kaylee go undercover <laughs>
3: they, that they do that's that's where we get the famous uh Yes, sir, Captain Tightpants, sir.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the famous line. That's infamous. And how about for you in this episode? As you looked at it, what what stood out for you in this episode?
4: I loved uh, walking through the town, and when Kaylee spots that little, that gorgeous little dress.
6: What am I looking at? The girls or the clothes? There's girls? The clothes, please.
0: Say, hey, look at the fluffy one.
1: Too much foofara. If I'm
0: gonna wear a dress, I'd want something with some slink.
1: You want a slinky dress? I can buy you a slinky dress. Captain, can I have money <laughs> for a slinky dress? I'll chip in.
5: I can hurt you.
0: The only place I've seen something so nice is some of the things that Nora has.
1: Oh, well, we best be moving.
0: I guess she needs all that stuff life she leads well sure sometimes the customers buy her things She knows some real rich men
1: come on these ain't feathers i'm toting here you know
0: i like the ruffles and nora gets to wear whatever
1: she wants what are you gonna do in that rig lots around the engine room be like a sheep walking on its hind legs
4: <laughs> see on the ship captain And they're just, they're being a family. They're kind of bickering. They're being, I I enjoy that. And the very, very end when they're at the party and the mean girls are being mean, you know, you should talk to your girl because that dress looks like it was bought. You know, just really unkind. But then in the end, who's the one person who's really sitting court and really blending in beautifully with these people is Kaylee when she starts talking about the ships and she's hanging out with all the guys. And it was just a really nice moment where I got to, you, I, Kaylee's a doll. I, I, would, I, I would love, I love her to bits. And when she was crushed by those girls, but then she really found, she really belonged there. With those guys, those people discussing that kind of thing. She, I love, I, I can't put it into words. Um, I like how it portrayed that it doesn't really matter where you're coming from or what you're wearing, but it's who the person is and what you can, what you're about that will elevate you to where you need to be. It doesn't matter how much money it costs and, and it doesn't matter who your, what your breeding is or it, it was just this lovely little vignette of nobody really gives a crap if you can hold your own in the conversation. Well, then by golly, have a seat next to me.
2: Yeah, I, we do find out Kaylee's full name in this episode. What right? is it? Is it Kaywinette Lee Fry or something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's announced when she walks into the ball at this point. You know, this is a. Uh, I agree. Everything that you said. Even the whole fencing scene and the and that and how Inara teaches him defense mm. is just fun.
3: And there we get to see their complicated relationship. I mean, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and to this. I mean, he he does he does not respect her profession, but obviously he has a soft spot in his heart for for, for oh, Inara. Yeah. And
2: well, and he's not the most you know. Despite of how much you like Mao, he's just not the most sensitive guy. I mean, even the Kaylee dress at the beginning. Oh yeah. He, totally
3: insensitive. Totally insensitive. Uh, something in the episode w- which sort of tells us more about this world is the party. I mean, in this party, you have a fusion of different cultures. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way people are dressed. Um, now they're
2: on Persephone. Is that right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, square dancing is is, is is a fine, you know, it, it's a sophisticated form of social dancing in in, in, in this world i mean it, it it's played to classical music, but they're square dancing
4: it's a very <laughs> elegant square dancing that's right
2: it's awesome it is awesome mm-hmm. yeah I um, you know I, I just a little bit of trivia as they're walking the streets of Persephone they have uh there's a ship that with an oval front section followed by two square sections that lands in the background. It's a ship Starlight intruder from the Star Wars graphic novel series Dark Empire
4: oh nice
2: and the covered bridge seen in the background during the duel is the same covered bridge as seen early on in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine: Emissary.
4: Oh wow.
2: Yeah, so if you never knew that, that's it's funny. the same it's the same one. That's sneaky the, Joss. I know, throwing in that. You stuff.
4: know, Miles, you bring up this gradency, it like the the word pioneer popped into my head again.
2: Yeah,
5: absolutely. It's,
4: it it's that when they're walking through town and they see something fancy and they it's it's that very pioneery the street mar- the the market um, uh, the street vendors and then the markets and all of it it's still very it's it's a different it's a futuristic it's a it's a little bit elevated but it's still that pioneer space cowboy thing that's just so nice I especially love <laughs> so I don't know if you guys watch Castle. But in the first season at uh, the Halloween episode, um, uh, he's in his Mal costume and his daughter goes, "Ugh, are you going as a space cowboy again?
5: <laughs> and
4: it's it's wonderful. And there are little Easter eggs. There's little there's parts of Serenity on the set in in Richard Castle's house. Which every once in a while you can, like, oh, my God, that's such and such. There's a whole page <laughs> devoted to that. but That's the, fun. The, uh, it, the square dancing sits with me and the whole pioneer spirit. I'm so glad you brought that up.
2: Oh, that's, that is awesome. Um, space
4: cowboys, Space <laughs> cowboy.
2: <laughs> that is, I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what do you think of the whole... Uh, uh, any quotes that kind of stuck out to you in this in this episode? The quotable, the quotable Serenity and Firefly but
4: um, it. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I know there's a little banter between Atherton and Mal that that I know is kind of clever. And then the guy with the cows—I can't remember what his Sir
2: Warwick was. Harrow. You have yes. to finish it, lad. You have to finish it.
4: <laughs> his his banter with Mal. And his his relationship with Mal, it, it it happens very quickly, but he 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 does connect himself with Mal because he he likes that spirit of him that you know non-stuffed shirt, non-full of himself, non-head-up his butt kind of guy. He, that he's an honest to, to God, excuse me, he's a man. He's an honorable man, and you know he's there to do business. Yeah. And not in a like, you know, smarmy used car salesman kind of way. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I love the dialogue. Um, when, when So there's uncertainty through the episode. Will Mao be able to carry off this duel? I mean, mm-hmm. and he kind of is lucky. You know, he lucks out. Luck is with him in this time. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. As so many times it's not in Serenity. So they're kind of down now. But I love that the line when Zoe is now kind of in charge of serenity and Wash says, you're acting captain. You know what happens if you fall asleep now? Jane slips my throat and takes over it. That's right. And we can't stop it. Well, I wash my hands of it. It's a hopeless case. I'll read a nice poem at your funeral. (laughs) Something with imagery. (laughs) (laughs) And the irony is, is that he is, it doesn't, he, uh, he he recites at his death, I'm a leaf and a wind, Mm -hmm. which is actually from a poem. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So, no, did I spoil it for anyone? If you didn't watch Serenity, Washed Eyes. There. Well, Ooh, what? It's what? been almost yeah. ten, 10 years. <laughs> you ruined it for me. <laughs> but no.
4: He, well, he, like, when he gets really tense, because he does it at the beginning of the movie, I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch me. And what What are you talking about, Washed? And he just keeps going. <laughs> it's fun. Everybody sit tight, and there'll be some exploding. And thank you. Click. <laughs> but, right. I know that's not the line, but
2: oh my word, it's uh, so so many great parts. I, you know, I, there's again, one more great part we got to look at. Oh, um, please do mention when it.
3: Uh, Badger basically and his goons take over Serenity. Oh yeah, and they're trying to plot maybe how to get rid of him, and then Badger <gasps> spots, uh, you know, um, he spots River, and, and and I think I think uh. that, I mean I, th- I think Simon thinks, oh crap, um, and it's just a just brilliant little you know. Exchange between uh, River and uh, and Badger, and, right? Yeah, River is...
4: just delivers like dominoes, just beautifully with that. Co- she picks up the accent immediately and knows exactly what she needs to do. And then when she walks away, Badger just just says, "I like her." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean she put she put him down, but he still ended up liking her.
1: <laughs> Who's that then? Yeah, look at me. What's your story, love? She's just a uh, just a passenger. Yeah. Why's she talking? She's got a secret. No, I'm
0: sure. Uh... I got a secret. More than one. Don't seem likely. I'd tell them to you. Now do it. Anyone off Titan Colony knows better than to talk to strangers.
4: You're talking about enough for the both of us, though, ain't you? I've known a dozen like you. Skipped off home early, monographed jobs here and there. Spent some time in the lockdown, but less than you claim. Now you're what? Petty thief with delusions of standing? Sad little king of a sad little hill.
1: It's nice to see someone from the old homestead?
4: Not really. Tell
1: me if anyone interesting shows
4: up. I like that. <laughs> Wonderful. She she read him top to bottom, and he was highly impressed. Oh, no. I like her. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: yeah, it's great. That entire dialogue. Oh, oh it's great. And
4: then Jane, that there, exactly the kind of diversion we could use. used.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man!
4: There was some good plotting too. Some good they're as they're milling around in the in the in the cargo hold. They're they're plotting. They're trying to figure things out, and it's it's very nice.
2: I love I love the way they end. the 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 cargo that they have, this property that he has, is what
3: it, it, it's cattle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's cattle. This, this is the Serenity has become a cattle truck for all intents and purposes.
3: But and he and Anar are sitting on, you know, sitting there drinking like, some kind of hooch that uh, yeah. Kaylee came up with in the engine room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, this is not your average sci-fi show. I mean, this is, you know.
5: No.
2: Now, we'll say this, and um, I did a little bit of, I saw in the trivia they mentioned this too, but having grown up on a farm, cattle do not like to walk over, like, rows of pipes or grating, and so the ca- because the floor of Serenity is grating they had to digitally put the cattle in because real wow. cattle would not actually walk in that Interesting. Wow. So
4: and maybe it's not, they can't handle it with their hooves I or their depth not. perception. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting though, but well, very good. I know. So of these four episodes, let's kind of bring the show to, we have, we have to wrap up the show um, of these four episodes, which one of these stands out as being your favorite. And let's go with you first
4: by far serenity
3: yeah absolutely.
4: by far,
2: yeah uh how about for you
3: i can't there, there's not a bad one in that bunch um and and
2: oh sure, take all of them miles
3: <laughs> well I'm almost tempted to, but uh i I'll, I'll I'll just stick with serenity. I thought the way they introduced the characters and the world they live in, I thought was extremely well done, and um it just it was just a brilliant pilot, yeah.
2: I think probably I'm going to have to agree that Serenity is my favorite. My favorite opening to the episode has to be Train Job. When they can, that fight in the Alliance bar,
5: mm-hmm. it
2: just was a good opening. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of good openings. There were a lot of good exits. There were a lot of good finishes, the way they wrap, the way they get them out of the dilemmas. Brilliantly written by Joss Whedon. If you are not watching Firefly, if you tuned to the Sci-Fi Diner, maybe you didn't know we were doing this. Or maybe you've never checked it out because it's an older show. It's it's only 14 episodes and they go quickly. It's
4: on the Netflix, mm-hmm. it's on the Amazon Primes. Yeah. It's it's and it's other means are available out there, but it's it's totally worth every minute. Every yep. minute.
3: Absolutely. I so a friend lent me their DVDs. Uh this And part- your
2: friend never got them back. <laughs> no.
3: No, I'll, I'll do one better. I did return them. I bought my own DVDs. <laughs> oh, no, very good. I had to have them for myself.
2: Yeah. I bought them I bought them on regular DVD, Blu-ray, and of course I watched them on Netflix, so I watched neither <laughs> of them. So, oh, well, the, the excellent episodes we will for the next time, well, July will be the next time that we are rewinding and we'll be continuing our look at Firefly and that puts us at what are the next four episodes?
4: So it's safe? Yep. And then um Oh, this list is wrong. I know it that it's wrong. safe.
2: It's safe our Mrs. Reynolds mm-hmm. Jane's Jane'stown, and then out of gas
4: <gasps> Jane'stown <laughs> I
2: Jane just... the
1: man they called Jane.
4: <laughs> I do have to say I need to drop a little a little love for safe because there's a point where they're getting the cows out of this out of the cargo hold and Zoe so, so says something about you know next time we smuggle stock. Let's make it something smaller. And Wash is was like, "Yeah, we should start dealing in those black market beagles."
5: <laughs> and oh man,
4: that always carries with me. And I looked it up to make sure I got it right because it just carries with me. <laughs> so, yeah, we should deal in those black market beagles.
2: <laughs> I'm all about that. All about that. Um, done. Christopher Jones from Trek FM will be joining us on the next uh, time that we review it. Awesome. So it'll be a uh, it'll be good times. Well, I believe that about does it. And so uh, until uh, next time, this is about it. This wraps it up for the Sci-Fi Diner tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. We're so mm-hmm. glad that you joined us on this journey. And again, if you want to share your thoughts um, about any of these four episodes or the few, the next four episodes we just mentioned, you can call us at one
3: 888 and let us know. I believe that's about it. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya.
4: Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We
0: hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343, or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com, or Send an mp3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at scifydinerpodcast.com.